Without a doubt, the best way to get a good deal from a motivated seller is to offer to buy his house for all cash. Now, don't worry, if you're a wholesaler, you'll assign or flip your contract to an actual cash buyer, but cash is king and cash offers rule the day. But when a seller doesn't accept a lowball cash offer, a lot of rookie wholesalers walk from the lead and lose the deal. And I'm here to tell you that that's a big mistake and you're losing thousands of dollars. So on today's video, I'm gonna share with you how to still get the deal when the seller says no to your cash offer, following two powerful strategies coming up. The Real Estate Funding Kit is out now. Learn how to get 100% funding for all your deals without dealing with the banks. Claim your free copy at myfundingkit.com. If you're new here, I'm Jerry Norton and I went from dead broke to millionaire in three years. And after flipping thousands of properties, I created this channel to help you master the art of wholesaling and flipping real estate so you can live your dream life. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. Just in case it's unclear for you, the most popular option for investors, especially wholesalers and flippers, is to offer a seller all cash to buy his house. Now, a cash offer is attractive to a seller because it's the fastest and most reliable way for a seller to get out of an unwanted property. A cash offer means you don't have a financing contingency. It means you have sufficient funds or access to funds to purchase the property and don't need to qualify for traditional financing. All cash usually gets you the best deal because, well, cash is king. But in some situations, a seller doesn't take your cash offer because he either wants a higher price or he owes too much on his loan. Let's discuss both scenarios and what to do to still get the deal and still make money. Let's start with a common situation where the seller isn't motivated to take your low cash offer because he wants more money for his house. And let's suppose that he owns the property free and clear, which means he doesn't have a loan on the property. In that situation, offer the seller more money for his property if he would be willing to wait to get some or all of his money. Now this can be in the form of a higher purchase price and monthly interest. This is the first strategy and it's known as seller financing or owner financing. Seller financing is rather than getting paid in full upfront to sell you the property, AKA a cash offer, Instead, the seller agrees to sell his property to you with little to no money down and then carry the balance owed for a period of time in the form of a seller finance loan. In essence, the seller is being the lender for you on his own property. And what I found is that by offering the seller more money for the property than you can pay with all cash, some sellers are willing to do seller financing. Now to illustrate this, let me use an example from an actual deal that I did. While negotiating a distressed property in Georgia with a private seller, rather than pay $75,000 cash, we agreed that I would pay $85,000 with $25,000 as a down payment, and then the seller agreed to carry the balance of $60,000 for one year at 5% interest, and he even agreed to defer the interest payments until the time of the payoff, which meant I didn't even have to make any monthly payments. So at the closing on the purchase, I put 25,000 down and ownership transferred to me with a $60,000 loan with the seller. Now in essence, the seller now became the bank and was protected with a mortgage lien on the property. So if you'd like an in-depth look at how I structured that deal, including the actual call with the seller where you can see how I negotiated the seller financing terms, be sure to check out that video. I'll put the link in the description below. 
The reason why you can pay more for the property with seller financing over all cash is because cash is expensive. Whether it's your own cash or you borrow unconventional funding from a hard money or private money lender, there is a cost to tie up the cash. That cash had better be earning a big return on investment. So the less cash you have in the deal, the more attractive it becomes and the more money you can pay. It's all about the cash. So for example, let's say that my cash offer is 100,000 and the lowest the seller will go is 110,000. I would go back to the seller with the following response. Mr. Seller, unfortunately 100,000 is the most I can pay for the property with all cash. However, if you would consider waiting one year to get paid in full for your house, I could pay you approximately 115,000. Is that something you would consider? Now I leave it vague on purpose. I'm hoping he responds by saying, explain to me how that would work. If he does, it's like I'm fishing and I just got a big fish on the line and now I'm reeling it in. I would respond with the following. Mr. Seller, here's how it would work. I'll make the purchase price 110,000 and you'll give me up to one year to pay you off in full. Not only will I pay you $10,000 more than if I bought it with cash, I'll pay you 5% interest every month until I pay you off in full. So that's another $5,500 if it goes the full year. It's pretty simple to do. We'll do a loan and you'll have a recorded lien on the property. So in the event that I get hit by a bus, you simply take back the property. How does that sound? So if the seller doesn't need the money right away and is willing to wait one year, he'll get another $15,500 for the house and I'm more than willing to pay more for the house because I don't have to come up with any money to get in the deal. Now notice that I didn't offer or even bring up a down payment. My initial seller financing offer is usually no money down. Why offer money down if the seller will do the deal with no money down and you'd be surprised how many no money down deals you can create simply by asking. If the seller does want money down, I'll wait and let him counter and come back with a down payment. This is called skin in the game and some sellers will want anywhere from 5 to 20% down. Now my general rule of thumb is the more cash I have to pay, the better deal I want. And likewise from a seller's perspective, the less cash down and the more terms given, the higher the sale price. That's the trade-off. By the way, the paperwork for putting together a seller finance deal is pretty simple once you know how to do it. You need a promissory note and a deed of trust or mortgage, depending on your state, and I'll give you my private loan paperwork for free. If you want that, just leave a comment and say, Jerry, you are a flipping genius. Please give me your seller finance loan docs, and I'll give you the download link for free. So now let's say that the seller has an existing loan on the property, and if that's the case, he can't do a seller finance loan with you because there is already a loan in place with the bank. But you can still put a deal in place by offering to take over their existing loan. This is called subject to, which means you're buying the property subject to the existing financing. So for example, let's say that your cash offer is 100,000, but the seller owes 110,000 to the bank. Well, the only way that he could sell it to you for 100000 is if he writes a check for $10,000 to make up the difference owed to the bank, which is not very likely. So instead, you offer to buy the property for 110000 but instead of paying off the loan for 110000 you simply take over the existing loan and leave it in place. That means you start making the payments and you take over control of the property and the seller moves on. Later, once you sell the property, you'll pay off that $110,000 owed to the bank, but doing the subject to allowed you to get into the deal for no money down. And that was just an example, just like with seller financing, depending on what's owed on the loan and 
the price that the seller wants, you may need to pay some money to the seller in addition to taking over the loan. For example, let's say that the seller wants $100,000 for the property and has a $90,000 existing loan. You could pay him $10,000 cash and then take over the $90,000 loan. Again, the more cash I have to pay, the better deal I want, and the less cash I have to come up with, the more I can pay. It's all about the numbers and every situation is gonna be different. The point is you're looking for creative ways to still put deals together. With both strategies, seller financing or subject to financing, you can pay more for the property than you can doing all cash, which opens up so many more possibilities to do more deals. And don't forget, you can wholesale creative financing deals. Let's say that you have a seller who agrees to let you take over his loan for $95,000, subject to, and he wants, let's say, $12,000 in cash at closing. And let's say that it's worth $180,000. You could possibly wholesale that deal to a buy-and-hold investor who will keep it as a long-term rental, or you could wholesale that deal to a fix-and-flipper, and you could possibly get a $20,000 wholesale fee for that deal. In fact, that is the exact situation, and those are the exact numbers on a subject to deal that I was recently working on. To see the full breakdown on that deal, be sure to check out a video that I did. On that video, you'll even get to see me live on the phone negotiating the deal. I'll put the link to that video in the description below for you. And to really help you master the art of creative financing, be sure to get my creative financing hacks guide, where I break down in detail five different creative financing strategies that you can use right now in your real estate business. To get this right now, just go to creativefinancinghacks.com and you can download it there for free. And let me give you a bonus tip for how to still make money on a seller lead who doesn't accept your cash offer and is unwilling to do seller financing or subject to. Now I do this as a last ditch effort when the seller wants too much money and is inflexible. I'll tell the seller that what they really need to get their desired price is to hire a professional real estate agent. An agent will list the property for sale on market where they'll get maximum exposure and possibly a higher price and then I'll refer them to my agent who pays me a referral fee. Now keep in mind, in most states, you have to be licensed in order to receive referral fees from agents, which is a good reason to get licensed. I usually get half of the list fee as a referral fee. So if the seller signs up with your agent for 3% and the agent sells the home for 200,000, you would get a $3,000 referral fee. I think I probably earn like 20,000 or so every year just from referring sellers that I can't close to agents. So next, what I want you to do is watch a video where I explain another creative financing strategy called a lease option. On that video, you're gonna learn all about how to structure a lease option deal. So watch that right now, and if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel with almost 600 videos. This is the number one channel on YouTube for all things wholesaling and flipping, and I'll see you on the next video.